Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sphere of Netflix, the good, the bad, and the even worse. Today was a very, very hard watch. I'm Wolf Lig. My name is Barrett Fagan. And currently we are reviewing our third episode, The Kissing Booth, a Netflix original. Barrett, how hard of a watch was it for you? I actually got a couple good laughs out of this film. It gave me nostalgia back from my 12-year-old days in which I'd sit at home and watch PNG Minecraft YouTubers make 11-minute montages. That's what this felt like, but they somehow extended it to a two-hour-ish runtime. <laughs> the amount of montage in this movie was absolutely incredible. I think they must have set some kind of record. I've never seen something quite like it. I believe if you cut out the montage of this movie, it's probably like a 30-minute movie, to be honest. The montages were actually not that bad. It's just too much. But let's start off with a not, whole Not overview. that bad. Not that bad. Right. The montages right. were outstanding. outstanding. They showed character development, growing up, relatable moments. I'm sorry, were you watching the same film, Character Development? How can a montage just <laughs> do that? They just, they just added so much to the film, it's unbelievable. All right, all right, all right. No, we're going to start with an overview. So, starting off in the beginning, it's not that bad. It's kind of like a red heron. So Ellen and Lee are best friends. They love to dance. They love to do all this fun stuff. And guess how they capture this moment? Montage. Montage. So we learn that Ellen and Lee have been best friends since they were six years old. They came up with a list of rules, which they have followed like the Bible. They are sacrilegious to these rules, currently referencing Rule 6, Rule 9, and Rule 15. We'll get into more of those later. I think it's a little ridiculous. They have... I think the highest rule we get to is like rule like 190, something like that. Yeah, they have a ton of rules. And they know them by <laughs> number. They have them memorized. Like they'll randomly be like, oh, that's rule 14. Like no eating pancakes after 8 o'clock. Like it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. And they have the number memorized and they all know what it means. And it's stupid and I hate it. And I can't get around the fact that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But starting off with this whole montage, I'm just going to go through it really quickly. Hi, I'm L. This is Lee, my best friend. We love to dance. We dance every day. Uh, and then we go throughout their de- their childhood, their development a little bit. So Lee caught a fish. We went to Halloween together. And then, boom, my mother just got diagnosed with cancer. What? I'm sorry. I thought this was a happy montage. No, 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 no. It is. Then he got a fight over who's the best dancer. They went to Halloween again. Said goodbye to my dying mom. I'm sorry, What? Oh, you, you know, uh, they had a fight over who was the best dancer and whatnot. They went to Halloween. They had a cute costume. Oh, they went to Halloween again. Yeah, and then she said goodbye to her dying mother. Yeah, but then she got to watch Noah ride his bicycle and more. So kind of a weird montage. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely ups and downs like, oh, wow, Noah's so cute. And, oh, I, I don't have a mom anymore. Mm. Oh, Lee's so awful at dancing. I'm so much better than him. Like, haha, I have no parental figure in my life. First scene is her backup, backup, backup pants got ripped. And she has to wear the shortest skirt I've ever seen like in my entire life. Six inches on a skirt. And, of course, she goes to school. And I don't know which school allows this, but a guy automatically like tries to touch her, which is really weird. Yeah, we kind of open with a, with a minor sexual harassment scene. Which like, is not acceptable. Like, I, there, there are some girls like that wear questionable skirts in movies, but not once have I ever seen the oh my god look how short her skirt is i'm gonna sexually assault her she goes to the principal's office but she only goes to the principal's office after noah just comes out of nowhere and just starts beating the crap out of the kid that you know tried to touch her 
But what I find funny is Lee, her best friend, tries to stand up for her, and he's about to get pummeled before Noah steps in. <laughs> I think did Lee Lee did get clocked in the face, right? Mm-hmm. Man took it like a champ. Lee did not take it like a champ. <laughs> Lee, <laughs> Lee, Lee tried to throw a fist. His fist got intercepted, Randy mossed, and then spun back around and smacked him straight in the dome. He got KO'd after one punch. Hey, but he tried. That's all that really matters because they're best friends. So they go to the principal's office, and Elle is like, he touched my lady bum. What? Did I hear her say that right? No, no, you didn't. It was actually Lady Bump. Lady Bump. B-U-M-P. Bump. Not but, not he tried to grab me in my no-no area, whatever. Lady Bump. One of my major, major issues with this movie is the amount of, like, cool teenage slang they try to use. It is awful. It is awful. I hate it. If I had heard someone say some, like, of the stuff that is said in this movie and passed off as slang, I would have looked at them like they were crazy. It none of it makes sense, and it's like basically incoherent. Indeed, but one of the things that catches me is they go to the principal's office. Elle's not in trouble; she only has a uniform uniform violation. She goes to class, and the same guy that sexually assaulted her is there. You that guy should have been sent home immediately. Can we talk about for a second? So, Elle pulled up to school. You know, she's looking kind of, kind of eh in her skirt. It's way too short. So she gets a uniform infraction. Mm-hmm. At this imaginary preparatory high school, a uniform infraction is the same punishment as sexually assaulting and instigating a fight. Horrible. And the thing is, they all go to class in the same class that period. Like, what was the director thinking? The guy who sexually assaulted her now is trying to hit on her and is passing her notes. I mean, I guess because she has no experience, she obviously gives it to him, which is kind of a red flag. I'm not even going to lie. And so after that, they go to lunch, and she meets the OMG girls. O-M-G. If you've ever watched literally any movie, there's the trifecta. Gossip girls, there's... Um, mean girls. Mean girls. Uh, I feel like this is a wannabe mean girls, but they're just, they just don't have it. Yeah, I mean, every movie has the, the three, the, the boss leader and the two kind of like mm-hmm. follow behind brats and they're super popular. Everyone hates them. I, I've, I've been in high school for a, a decent bit, more, more than most people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to high school for four years, more than most this people. This is my fifth consecutive year in high school. Uh, no, but I've actually never seen this in person, so I don't know where this like trope came mm-hmm. from. I really don't enjoy it. It's very unoriginal. It's very stupid. And the OMG aspect is awful. And the fact that it's, like, in every movie somehow makes it worse. Yeah. But this movie does it worse than all the other movies I've seen, which is actually kind of impressive. I'll give them that. I've never seen it done this bad. Well, you know what's ironic? Her best friend Lee is in love with one of them. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Who could have guessed that nerdy boy is in love with one of the popular girls? That he has no shot with. Zero chance. Anyways, it, we learned that because Lee and Elle love to dance so much, they want to have a dance club. And the only way to get funding for the dance club is through a carnival game. And guess what they decide? <sighs> Cue credits. The kissing booth. I think they could have ended the movie right there and it would have been perfectly fine. I would have enjoyed that movie a lot better. Mm-hmm. A, a solid 20-minute runtime, just some some good old-fashioned American film. But no, Mm -hmm. we still have like an hour and a half left at this point. 
Anyways, we meet this guy, Pepin, who assaulted her, and he somehow gets her skirt during class and wears it. How does that even ha- Where did he get the skirt? And also, I know she got her pants from her father, and she, like, got the skirt out. But where did he find the skirt? Usually when I change clothes in the middle of the day because my skirt is showing my butt, I typically put my skirt back in my bag. I don't, th- like, strone it about the school. Like, who would like to wear my skirt? Here's, a, here's an idea. How about you just give the skirt back to your dad since he dropped off your pants? Or, better counter idea, throw the skirt away so you don't wear it again. <laughs> But Pepin shows up to class in the skirt that is appalling to look at, and everyone laughs. It's the funniest thing ever. I cannot imagine any one of my classmates showing up in a skirt and honestly not having, like, the reddest face and or having to do a fantasy football losing punishment for that. And no one would be laughing if you walked into class with a skirt. Everyone would be like, oh, my gosh, what has happened? Yeah. Quarter-life crisis is going on. (laughs) Something's up with this dude. Of course, because Elle has never dated before, she tries to go on a date with him, but he stands her up. Oh, no. No. Shocks. So, Lee was the one who drove her, because she doesn't have a driver's license somehow, and she's 17. Okay, but let's just talk about the cars that these kids have. Yeah, so, Lee, their youngest, a 240 GTO. Nice, nice car. Nice. Nice car. And their oldest, who's not 18 yet, drives a motorcycle mm-hmm. who lets their children buy a motorcycle yeah well we know they're rich we've seen their house multiple times and <laughs> they're loaded to say the least loaded she gets stood up and <laughs> she goes to the arcade and she dances with lee because that's how they solve their emotions everyone's got something i've got listening to music they've got dancing in a public area with no shame. Honestly, kind of cool. But she sees him. It's not cool. Don't lie. Okay, it's not cool. She sees Pepin. He goes up to her. He's like, sorry, it's just Noah said anyone who goes out with you will get a black eye. And I quote, excuse me, and I quote, no boobs are worth a black eye. This man literally said that in front of her because he didn't want to get beat up by Noah. Now, that was a pretty critical misstep in his apology but even worse was the comeback in which quote these boobs are we're in a public children's arcade i kid you not i'm how long do you think we're in this movie maybe this is about 45 minutes an hour this is about 30 40 minutes in and i am already on the edge of my seat about to die i i'm ready to leave Now I'm on the edge of my seat because I'm excited. I'm about to get up and leave. (laughs) I mean, it's just there's no applicable place or specific place in which that line would ever work. And no teenager is ever going to say that, considering that most teenagers are already insecure about themselves. Is there any applicable place in which naming your kid Pepin would get him a girl? After that, they skip to the fundraiser scene. And so right now, Flynn, a.k.a. Lee, and L are pitching to the board that we should have a kissing booth. And a British woman is leading it. She's like, no. So they have to convince them. They're like, and she, she goes, but we're going to have Noah there. Every single girl, I kid you not, and one guy, turns to look, mouths open, 
Noah is going to be there? <gasps> I might get a kiss with Noah. They looked almost as excited as I was when I finally got to close my laptop while watching this atrocity. They were so into the idea. Yeah. And to be honest, in this mystical realm in which everyone, and I mean everyone, who goes to this high school is relatively attractive. Relatively. Like, even the weird kids. This is a fine idea. Hey, no one's weird. We're all different. Hey, that's okay. But in the <laughs> real world, and and I know like, oh, comparing movies to the real world. But shut up. I can do what I want. My podcast. In the real world, there is no high school in which everyone is this attractive. And it's, self-groomed. Hygiene is very important in high school. There'll be some nappy kid walking up to that booth with his Jurassic chompers, his gorilla bite, not brushed in ages, puckering up to give you the teethiest kiss in the entire world. He's about to chomp on that lower lip. And you are telling me that all of these kids at this school are attractive? You are kidding, <laughs> my good sir. You are kidding. <laughs> I mean, another thing we're going to get on about is just the germs. And but let's just get back to this fundraiser. It gets passed somehow because they lie that Noah's going to be there. First of all, Noah's just not going to be working the booth. He already gets uh, so many girls, whatever. Well, because Noah's a bad boy player and cares about nothing and probably listens to some mm-hmm. cool R&B rock and sits in his room and journals. But uh, guess what's next, Barrett? Montage. It's another montage. I'm so excited. Nostalgia rush crappy music this is about the fourth one this movie so she's like wow i get to go have lunch with the flints and then i get to go play soccer and as a soccer player watching her just for a brief two second clip of a montage with hype music kick a soccer ball made me so angry on so many different levels because the amount of unathleticism that stemmed from that kick just was infuriating she didn't even kick a she kicked it with her toe also her uniforms are complete trash considering she goes to a prep high school it should be like not just a t-shirt uh with a little collar and then it's just bad and so now they're now they're going to a party whatever and this is when we really get to see the flint's house for the first time and it is absolutely unequivocally massive i have seen high schools smaller than this house Mm -hmm. It is massive, and the thing is, there are parties there like every Sunday, and their parents just don't care. So, of course, Elle's going to go for the first time, even though Flynn's like, nah. So she goes, and the OMG girls peer pressure her to take a shot. And then they're like, okay, now that you got a little bit of uh, grape juice juice. in the system, how about you go ask Noah to work the booth? Noah, so, being the bad boy player that he is, is already with another girl who looks like she's about 40-ish, mm-hmm. roughly. During the middle of the kiss, she goes, Flynn. She calls him Flynn. Noah turns. He says, what? She says, work for the kissing booth. He says, like any reasonable person, no. And the girl he's <laughs> with says, hey, back off, girl. He's mine, whatever. He's like, no, she's important to me, so get off. Whatever. Bad boy, Bad detective, boy. older brother Noah, shoves mm-hmm. off the girl he is currently hanging around with to tend to his little brother's best friend. He calls her like a little sister. Oh, and that makes the rest of this plot really <laughs> weird. So, <laughs> guess what happens again after that? 
Montage. Except this montage contains and promotes illegal activity. Tons of water, grape juice, and zero alcohol beverages. Plenty of hydration. Powdered Plenty. sugars going around. It's it's going to be a crazy evening. Some candy cigarettes are being eaten. It's fantastically horrible. There's a montage of her. Boom. Eating jello again and again down the throat. Or maybe drinking a little bit of on those little water glasses. I don't know what they're called. Solo cups. Yeah, the solo cups. Um, I don't know what those would be used for. And <laughs> then there's a montage of her, uh, I think would be the appropriate word, and taking off a lot of clothes to yeah, show her so body. At We've all been at this point. The legal eight, drinking age is 21 in America, so please abide by those rules. We do not you know, advise you the do The legal drinking that. age is 21, 21, 21, 21. Not 17. So, she gets up on a pool table. She's feeling a little confident, and that's when it turns into a straight-up It turns so, into a sauna, I'll tell you that. And she's basically down to nothing. And all these guys are like, oh, my gosh. And then she decides to go for a little swim because we all know that once you lose all motor function, the best thing that you can do for yourself is either A, get behind the wheel, or two, get in a swimming pool. Please do not do that. So instead of diving in, she dives directly in. Oh, this was awesome. This is actually a good scene. Dives directly into Noah's lap. And well, no, hold up. That's a bit of an overstatement. Mm. You see the camera shot. She's diving into the pool. She, like, jumps, and she comes out of nowhere, and just, like, OBJ catches her right out of the, you know, Odo Beckers her. Just takes her away from out of the pool, and boom, brings her back. And there's you see her, like, on his back or whatever, being brought to a room. And so... She wakes up the next day in Noah's room in his jersey. And I, let me just think of a couple of things. One, if you think of someone as like your little sister, why would you put them in your room in your bed when you have a mansion of a house with like 14 I guest rooms? I refuse to believe this house doesn't have a guest room. And also, pause, football jersey. I used to play football in seventh grade. Those things are not Surprisingly, comfortable. They are made of mesh. Grab that girl a t-shirt. And if you're going to put clothes on her, Throw on some shorts. She's wearing panties and an oversized mm -hmm. football uniform. Noah, you are begging for that case, my dog. I mean, he's. I just can't get over the fact that he's loaded. And his brother is her best friend. Worst case scenario, put her in her best friend's room. Nothing's really going to happen between them. And so she gets out of bed, whatever. He just showered. So, of course, he's shirtless and a towel looking all cool and sexy like they want him to look like for the movie. Oh my gosh, I hate this scene so much. And somehow she gets out of bed while he's reaching for the curtains. The curtains trap them around. They fall and they grope each other for a really long, really immature and very, very, very cruel two minutes of watching. If you are wondering what it looks like, you've seen, you've seen it. You've seen it in some show. Oh no, the damsel in distress slips and he catches her and they land on top of each other. Okay, so anyways, after this really weird kind of, uh, it just it pains me to say, groping scene, Elle somehow gets the OMG girls to get to the kissing booth by saying, oh, I control Noah Flynn. He's going to be there. And the weirdest scene happens after that. It's a montage of Elle. Montage? And, okay, montage, Monta sorry. Montage, it's a montage, montage, montage of Elle and Lee 
throwing paint at each other in art. Like, how do you get away with that and not, like, feel so cringy doing that? How does school get away with that? Um, Fun little story. One time I spilled a salt shaker on the table in school, and I got a detention, and I had to stay after and clean it up. But no, these little fools are allowed in the art room. They're slinging paint. They're throwing brushes. I'm fairly certain at one point Lee may have tossed a brick near Elle's forehead. <laughs> and, th- and this is just fine? Like, I can just do this? A casual brick or two towards the head does no one harm. But, so, of course, her face is covered with paint, so she can't see where she's going, but she somehow magically locates the bathroom. Plot twist, it's the men's bathroom. Oh, no. Wait, how does she know the way to the men's bathroom but not the women's? Considering that her eyes are closed. I don't ask the questions here. Anyway, she goes in, she starts to uh, undress because that's something you can do during a normal school day, apparently, in the locker room. And she's trying to wash her face off. She washes it off. She turns around and, oh my gosh, she's in her bra staring at a bunch of nude guys in towels. I'm also confused. This is like mid-school day, right? Like mid-school day-ish, mm-hmm. maybe end of the day. Why is every main side and every character except for Lee all naked and in the bathroom this time. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't know what sport they're doing, but it couldn't have been long because a period's usually like an hour. So Noah, he's there and he's like, you need to go, whatever. And she's like, you don't own me, girl power. So then Elle has a epic girl power scene in which she embraces the fact that she's basically nude in front of all these guys and does a strut to show Noah that she's the boss because that'll really show him, look, Noah, I'm in my underwear in front of all these guys and you can't tell me what to do. Sauntering over to all the naked men, she casually throws off her shirt and spins around like a wrecking ball. But that's just kind of weird. If any girl did that in our high school, personally, that would not fly. Yeah, Elle slowly throughout this entire movie becomes more and more sexualized most of the time by herself. Like yes. It's, she sexualizes herself. It's it's really weird. After that cutscene, you know, her and Noah get in the fight, whatever. Who cares? But they make the kissing booth. So Lee and Elle somehow make a highly germophobic, most transmission of germs you can have anywhere near someone, and they somehow get a guy to do it. So, I mean, how many diseases do you think just got transferred in the matter of five minutes? Considering this movie and the people that are in this movie, I'd say zero. All these people look well-groomed, well-hygiened. Any real-world scenario, and you're passing around, like, mono to, like, at least half the school. That's actually false. Over a million germs get transferred for every kiss. So, considering... All right, never mind. In this movie, germs do not exist the same way that sexual assault has no punishment (laughs) and stripping down in front of a lot of guys has no punishment. Also, another thing that caught me off guard is it looks like anyone from the high school is doing it. And since it's at a public fair, does that not exceed to both the, like, any ages? So, like, couldn't, like, a middle-aged guy go in there? Yeah, this is open to the public. So what is stopping some 68-year-old dude from kissing one of the, the brand-new freshmen that's blindfolded? Like, it, I feel like that's a case, like, just waiting to happen. Of course, it's a movie, so it doesn't, but it's just the logistics and reality of this is so skewed that it's kind of hilarious. Speaking of logistics, we're, what, an hour in? Maybe a little more? Yeah, about an hour in. We're roughly an hour in, 
and the L strip slash grope kind of count is already at three. Yeah. Three stripping down incidents an hour or so into the movie. That's your logistical fact. So the reason why all the girls came is because Noah Flynn is going to be the kisser. Noah Flynn doesn't know this either. Yeah, so guess who goes up? Lee Flynn, his brother. Uh, Lee's Elle's best friend, and he goes up, and all the girls don't want to kiss him except for this one girl. Kisses kisses him. He takes out the blindfold. Do you like what you see? And he's like, yeah, I like what I see. I hope you like what you see. And so... <laughs> I really hope you like it. So Flynn's about to, you know, have some fun time, maybe some wrestling, and he leaves. He's like, Elle, uh, I gotta go. Also, speak of bad friend, Flynn, like, has been, has been clowning on Elle the entire movie for kind of being a bad friend at points. Yeah. And then he's just like, you know this booth we, like, built together that was, like, mostly your idea and your work, but, like, I'm supposed to be doing 50-50? I'm a dip. Like, I low-key got this, like, got this girl, and, you know, we're going to go, like, hang out and do some carnival rides, maybe, like, do a little kiss at the top of the, the what's the spinning thing called? The Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel, when it stops magically because it's a movie. God, I hate movies. Yeah, so anyways, Elle's like, okay, I got to get the OMG girls to go. OMGs are, girl, are going, and they see this guy who's the only disgusting-looking guy in their high school, picking his nose, whatever. And so they send out L, but Noah had cut the line, and so Noah kissed L. And there's another montage of the lights exploding. Everyone's happy. Unicorns are bursting out of the sky. It's pure ecstasy on L's part. It was one of the more beautifully beautifully crafted cinematic experiences I think I've ever witnessed. There was spinning. I did kind of get vertigo though. There was was explosions, fire, rage, passion, love. (laughs) It was an outstanding moment between two star crossed lovers. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in a Netflix original movie. It was awful. It was so bad that I actually had to close my computer and I went, made myself some food Maybe took an hour nap and came back. I was so distraught was after watching this. Disgusting. And so she goes, uh-oh, rule number nine, no dating your f- best friend's family. She goes to Lee. She's like, Haha, I kind of I kissed your brother. He's like, you know, that's kind of funny, but uh, you're, if you're serious, I'm going to kill you. You know, typical friendship stuff like that. Um, Why be happy for your best friend? I believe you're... You're leaving out a critical part of this interaction. I, I don't want to go over it, please. I want to go over it. No. <laughs> As I had mentioned earlier, this movie tries to push a narrative of teen slang that just doesn't exist. So, in Lee's exact words, he does not want L quote, rubbing up cooters, quote, with his older brother. So... Anyway, she, like, runs home. It starts raining. Noah picks her up in his bike because he's a man with a motorcycle. And they go to some gazebo. And then she's like, I just can't be one another one of your conquests. That's a natural quote, by the way. Well, you have to give you have to give Noah credit. I mean, picks up girl he just kissed on his sweet manly mobile. And then it's, oh, no, it's raining. And I gave you my leather jacket because it's cold. So my... So my white shirt is drenched while I'm riding my motorcycle. Oh, no. My chain is protruding from my chest. We can't ride anymore. Let me get you off my off my man-mobile, <laughs> my muscle-mania motorcycle, place you in this beautiful gazebo away and from the rain. let me keep you warm. You know, ah, it's just... I mean, bro's got game. I'll give him that. As, as bad as 
this movie is. He has game. Yeah. But he says, you're the only girl that doesn't submit to him. Again, another quote. Why is this happening? And so that's why he likes her. I guess he likes the chase or whatever. But <laughs> they start kissing whatever, really awkward. And some creepy lawns man just, like, shines a flashlight at them and says, Flynn, you better not have brought another girl out here. Sees out. And then she's like, no way. And she runs away because she doesn't want to be another one of his conquests, quote unquote. And then guess what happens again? Another montage. Oh, my goodness. We're at montage count number five yeah. on the movie. So this time it's at the beach. They're playing football. They're playing beer pong. They're drinking in a public beach, breaking multiple laws, maybe committing arson, making you know, it on the beach, head flips, playing with fire. Oh, doing tax evasion. Oh, sorry. I got a little alter- off track there. Yeah, you started but, reading into your Roth IRA. Sorry about that. But yeah, just a typical montage. Of, just a typical public montage of kids breaking multiple laws in which they should definitely be going to jail Illegal for. stuff on a public beach, you know. Just being just being kids, you know. So, uh, L, of course, is drinking a little bit. And some random guy says, L, you should, you should strip and go to the hot tub. And she says, no, it's okay. Whatever. He grabs her. Noah goes all Hulk, mo- Hulk mode. No, she said no, and just beats him up. And so she obviously gets scared because you know Noah's a big boy, and he you know obviously now, just beat the crap out of this guy. I hate, and I, this actually pains me, to advocate for Noah Flynn, but in his defense, L has already like been sexually assaulted twice mm-hmm. in this movie. I don't blame him. I don't. First either. guy like. Grab, turn in appropriate place. He beat him up. Good for him. This guy's like basically trying to get her to to do some stuff that she's not really down with. He beats him up, and everyone's like, "Dude, what the heck?" Like I was just like, "Stop freaking out, bro!" And then, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like mad at him. But like, really? And what I find is interesting is they go. She runs away. They take her back to the car, and he takes her to. A new spot, a spot that he's taken no other girl, and um, there's a you know a little bit of, and then we see the first ever Netflix original scene in which two loving people uh, for unity, and it zooms out, and it's the Hollywood sign. I don't know if any of you have been to California. Have you been to California? No. I, I have not either, but I have a lot of friends that haven't. From what I'm told, the Hollywood sign, like, you can't go near it because it's, like, a landmark. You can't go near, like, Mount Rushmore because, like, well, not the same. But people could try to do stuff to it or whatever. They don't want it to break. So you can't go near it. It's, like, on security, like, 24-7. And not only that, but there's thousands of people at any point in the day that are there. So Taking I'm a little pictures. I'm a little confused just to teeny bit confused Netflix on how they not only got directly under the sign, but how they were there alone. Mm -hmm. So after that, there's another montage. And so we're not going to get into that. We're just going to skip it and go straight to the fact that they start skipping class to hook up. And now they're at Flynn's house and someone's knocking on the door. Oh no, she hides under the bed and she sees the infamous crusty socks Vaseline and magazine. Now, I'm not implying this Vaseline. means anything. I'm not saying this means anything. But, you know, some 
yeah. Anyways, the mom starts to pick up stuff. She goes around the room picking up laundry, and she reaches under the bed to grab a sock. Misses Elle by a little bit, and she hears Flynn's mom talk to him about getting into Harvard. Somehow this A1 jock, hunk of meat, got into Harvard. Interesting. I'm a little confused. I know people with, like, solid, like, unweighted 4.0, 36, rejected from Harvard. This dude, I, I refuse to believe he's smart, for one. Second off, like, don't you have to, like, start some, like, world-saving nonprofit to even, like, apply there? Yeah. Anyways. But <laughs> another montage. Woo! Okay, this one I'm going to go through really quickly because it goes beach to soccer. She's on athletics still. To Chinatown, to motorcycle. And then there's there's a montage of them having wrestling, loving fun and bleeping. So there's no way they do this, but they do it in school. Uh, there's a camera that records them. She spots it, and then she sets off a bomb during chem so that she can steal the recording in the principal's office. Then she's getting a rinse for Noah's bike. She falls. He starts caring for her wound. Just in case you missed it, because we're going through pretty fast, she got recorded doing a doing a dirty act during school, so proceeded to set off a chemical bomb, <laughs> B-O-M-B, in school in her chemistry class. Mm-hmm. She never gets in trouble for any of this. She gets in trouble no. for the dress code at the beginning. But no, bombs, fine. Doing sex in school, totally chill. Sexual assault, yeah, that's whatever. Anyways, um, the, the reason why Noah is taking care of her is because, quote, he learned to take care of himself after getting in all those fights, unquote. That sounds like a city boy, a bad boy to me, if that's anything. You know, just super sexy, classic biker, leather-wearing bad boy Noah, who is really rich, really privileged, and is going to Harvard and has never had any problems in his entire life. You know, just mm. an absolute tough guy. And they kiss after. Lee says it. Their, bro- their friendship's broken up. Elle's crying. Lee's crying. Somehow, somehow Lee's crying. I don't understand. And there's... Uh, Miss Flynn talks to Elle about forgiveness because she doesn't really have a mom figure. And then they somehow make up over dancing because a slot machine, he puts in two players instead of one, and so they dance. And literally that makes up for everything. So then they move on to homecoming time. And it's at, the, it's at this nice place. I'm not even going to lie. Homecoming is like, nice. Well, everything we've seen in this movie is nice. This is well, like yeah. Gossip Girl level school, but like in California. So it has to cost more. And it's like rewind time. So they go through all their memories, and then there's the kissing booth. And um, it, it's horrible. I, I, it's, it's so horrible. And Noah comes out of the back and he just confronts Elle and he says he loves her in front of the entire class. And I honestly have never felt more cringe in my entire life. I had to pause a movie on multiple occasions during the scene. It is horrible. And so now there's a Halloween party the next day. It's Noah's birthday. Uh, it involves many illegal things. Uh, and his parents aren't there. But somehow, Elle wants to be with Noah again. And so she cries. She's like, Lee, I want to be with him. I don't care if it breaks up our friendship. Lee's like, okay, you can be my friend and his, you know, girlfriend or whatever. And then Batman gets in the car with her, who she thinks is Lee, and she starts driving. But it turns out it's Noah. And they, like, have happy ever after. And then that's it. Very tough watch. Very. Very. Very tough. Tough watch. 
I, I, I this was an awful movie, actually. Like, it was there, there was not many redeeming qualities. This movie is so bad that it has a Rotten Tomato score of 15%. That is one of the lowest, lowest reviews in Rotten Tomatoes of all time. And it's, I think, about the third lowest rated Netflix original of all time. Mm-hmm. The the one that's rated worst was so awful. I've already seen it as a joke, but it was so awful that I couldn't make us watch it this week. I couldn't. <laughs> Maybe sometime in the future. No, I think I think we're fine. Maybe sometime in the future. We'll see it. Anyways, let's get to some ratings. I'll start us off. So the characters in this movie were standard run-of-the-mill. They did their job. They were there. I will admit it. They were there. So that's why I'll give them an 8 out of 10, just simply because they did their job. A little less than average. All right. Acting was subpar. Also an eight. The plot was so poor, I had to give it a five out of 20. And then the theme, I thought this was the most the, the, hor- the most horrible theme you could ever think of. So I also gave it a four out of 20. So what really carried this movie, though, was the cinematography. I give the cinematography a 12 out of 20. Because the montages were really good, but they just, there's too many of them. You know, it's good cinematography when you can't notice it in the film. When you can actually see how good a cinematography is, it takes away from the actual film. So, all in all, that comes to around a rating of 37 out of 100 for me. All right, I believe it's my turn for reviewing. Characters, again, they were certainly characters in this movie. Were they good? No. Did they develop over time? No. Did they play off each other? No. I was going, I was going to give the characters a six, but what pushed it up to an eight for me, I gave characters an eight, what pushed it up to an eight for me was the fact that there was no extremely short side character best friend of L's that was like supposed to be the comic relief there was none of that. I was pleasantly surprised. Every movie has that token friend that doesn't add anything but the occasional joke and is for some reason really short and is only in scenes where there needs to be a haha funny because this movie has nothing else to add but haha funny sometimes. Look how dumb it is. There was none of that. The characters was innate. Plot. Hard four. Hard four. The plot was awful. It was generic. Not only was it generic, but it was generic and bad. A bad kind of generic. That, I feel like that's an ample explanation. The acting was a six. The acting wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just kind of there. But the fact that the characters were so bad just made the acting kind of worse. Cinematography, I went for eight. It was, it was all right, but the, the seven montages kind of ruined it for me. I just really, really didn't rock with the montages. And then... For a theme of top ten ways to hook up with your best friend's brother and then cause multiple fights and destroy your school in the process and be an idiot throughout all of high school and ruin everything and whatever, I gave the theme a three. That's pretty self-explanatory. The theme was awful. It was just a combination of, like, mean girls. Um, Yeah. It was just all the, like, good movies smash into one but in a way that it like sucked 
was it was really bad. I the most comparable movie that I can rate it to is um, the movie that Addison Rae just came out with. What's that movie called? She's all that. Uh, he's all that. He's all that. Based on the, she's all that. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. Oh, what's your total, what's your total oh, score? My total score ends up being a 29. I think we gave this a really high rating considering the Rotten Tomatoes is 15. But I yeah. think overall, it, it, was, it was okay if you're into awful, crappy shit movies. It was awful if you like actual film. Horrible. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to The Sphere of Netflix. The good, the bad. And the even worse. My name is Wolf Lig. My name is Barrett Fagan. And we will see you all next time. Please do submit some movies that you want us to watch at our social media pages and or our website. We will try to feature you all in our I seventh episode. refuse to watch the spinoff of Groundhog Day where he wakes up naked. That's the one movie I won't watch. I've already seen it. I'm not doing it again. Don't suggest that one. All right. Thank you.